my personal belief is that if you think you want to work, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just not it's just not ideal, is it? Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest, the podcast. My name is Kara R. Reedy, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, beautiful, amazing, funny, hot co-host, Amanda Duck Dog. How are you today? Hello. Um, I'm doing pretty good today. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> it's a little cheesy grin that you're giving me over FaceTime. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I, I'm, I'm just chugging along at this point, you know? It's a Tuesday mm. We're just doing our thing. I mean, I think we're both a little bit like it's early morning-ish. It's it, Is it early morning for me? It's 8 o'clock. It's not really that early. I don't think you can call that early. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But look, it feels early. It's overcast here in Melbourne. It's dark. I'm sitting in a walk-in robe. It is just a professional setup over here. Mm. So anyway, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, excited for this episode. I love a little chatty app, which is what we're doing today. Yes, we're doing a little chatty app today because here's the thing. I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> we're running out of ideas. <laughs> I'm like, every time we're writing down ideas for episodes, I'm like, have we covered everything there is to cover uh, on the entire planet mm. at this point? Potentially, at least in our mm. repertoire. Uh, so if you have any episode requests that you'd like us or topics you'd like us to deep dive into... Please let us know. Today, we're just going to cover a few things that have been going on for us or on our minds and things like that uh, mm. and, and put them into one big, beautiful episode. I enjoy a chatty app from time to time. I also enjoy listening to them. So I feel like it makes sense that we would do them. So I feel like even though we're running, we're technically running out of episodes, it's also <laughs> like a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. before we get into that, <laughs> do you want to share with me what you have to be honest about today? Yes, I do. So I have to be honest about the fact that I'm kind of like a Top Gun girly now. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> so I never watched Top Gun, the movies, obviously. Mm. Like I knew that the I knew that the second one came out like what last year or whatever. Like um, I heard so much about it, I heard everyone being like, "Oh my god, it's so amazing!" And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Sure. What even is Top Gun? Have you not seen it? I'm actually surprised. I feel like you'd love it. So Top Gun is. Uh, well, it's a movie. You know that it's got like Tom Cruise in it, right? Nah, thank you for that. Do you really not know anything about Top Gun? That is I, very interesting. I know that there's a movie called Top Gun, but that's all. Yeah, I okay, know. so I think it was from the '80s or maybe the early, early '90s. Not must have been '80s. Anyway, people, the Top Gun fiends are gonna be coming for me for not knowing. But anyway, <laughs> um, basically, it was a movie with Tom Cruise. It was like one of his. I wouldn't say first biggest movies, but like very early in his career, like a huge movie. And it's basically about, it's based on the real um, military or Navy pilots that are in like the very, very top tier, like in terms of skill and I guess like how they fly planes. Like I'm doing Mm. the worst job of explaining Mm -hmm. this. Like it literally writes at the beginning of the movie. It explains what Top Gun is. Right. Um, But yeah, it's just like the best of the best pilots for the u.s navy um and the movie is based around that and like it's like it's like kind of like an action movie but it's also got a bit of a love which is kind of cute oh my god wait the thing that got me was that the soundtrack is iconic and i didn't realize that so many iconic songs that like now are iconic were made originally for top gun 
Like what? To like take my breath away. Oh yeah. Take my breath away. I don't have to sing it. You know it. Yeah. Um, Danger Zone. <laughs> uh huh. Iconic song. Like I, I don't really know many other ones, but like I kind of knew them. But those are the two that I was like, wow, like that's mm. iconic. That this was made for Top Gun. Anyway, watched that one a couple of weeks ago. Watch the well. I wanted to watch the second one because it's got Mars Teller. So obviously, I want to watch the second one. Yeah. And my boyfriend was like, "You can't watch the second one without watching the first one because he's a Top Gun boy." Which I was like, "Of course you are." Mm. So um, we watched the first one. And I was like, "Whatever." I didn't expect to like it, but I really liked it. I'm also not a Tom Cruise girl, but look, he could kind of get it back then. If I'm honest, he might be able to get it now, which is concerning to me. That's a really. That. Con- I might be the most concerning thing you've literally <laughs> ever said. <laughs> Like, not because, not in any other way than physically. He's pretty attractive. I don't know, Kara. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if I can support this. Oh. Anyway, anyway, it's, a, I really enjoyed it. I think you should watch it. I think you might like it. And you'd oh. especially like the second one because it's got Miles Teller, who's like the, your number one I'll celebrity. I'll watch the crush. Miles Teller one. Is Tom Cruise in the second one, though? But you. Yeah, he is. But you wouldn't understand the second one without watching the first. Like, you kind of need to watch the first to understand the second and why it's so significant. I think you should. I actually think you would really love it. I was thinking that while I was watching it. I was like, I think this is a ducky movie because it's like, look, not to, like, pigeonhole you into, like, what you are and what you like, but it's about, like, super competitive people in their career field. And, like, you're competitive. I'm competitive on the netball court. Yeah, exactly. Completely different thing. <laughs> you should see Dougie's face right now. She's so off me for I'm saying unimpressed. That. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I have to be honest about. I'm a Top Gun girl, and I say that very loosely because I'm probably not going to watch them ever again, but I enjoyed them, and I didn't expect to enjoy them, if I'm honest. So Perhaps. that's that. What do you have to be honest about today? <laughs> so I have to be honest about the fact that I feel like lately I've realized the power of routine and Ooh. I was talking to my dad about this because I just got back from visiting my dad for a week and he was talking about how, you know, he feels so out of routine at the moment because he's been like traveling a lot and stuff like that anyway. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about this when I was coming back from my holiday being like, wow, I I really feel like I take it for granted when I'm in a good routine and when mm. I am like enjoying like the flow of life in that way. Uh, mm. Because honestly, like the start of this year has been so chaotic. I feel like I have not been able to get into routine and I've noticed how negatively it can affect my physical and my mental well-being when I don't have that yeah. like consistency. And whilst it sucks that we live in such a, you know, society that we're all so busy that we have to have this like super disciplined routine in order to feel good rather than mm. like living intuitively, it's just very interesting to think about and and pay attention to how routine makes you feel. And I've just been thinking about that a lot lately. I completely agree. I think routine is something that I when I'm not in it, I really really realize the importance of it in my life and I think like what you said is kind of it's true about the whole like it sucks that we live in a world but like we feel like we have so many social obligations and work obligations that like come before our routine because I feel like routine you know if you're someone who thrives in a routine like I think we are it's kind of like a form of self-care is to Mm. is to continue doing your routine the way that you know would take care of yourself but I've really I realized that as well because I realized that being in Melbourne like I've loved being in Melbourne but obviously I'm out of my routine and like there's only so much you can do to be in a routine when you are not in your 
space with all your stuff and like you know whatever like your mm. car and your like all your fucking like clothes and workout gear and like your general like hobbies and stuff like that mm. so yeah i completely agree maybe we should do an episode on routine wow there we go we just got an idea <laughs> one idea one more week <laughs> anyway let's get into today's episode i'm really excited to hear what's been going on in your mind miss reedy and things that you want to talk about today so uh, what do you have to share with me okay let's start with the most intelligent thought that i've had this week mm. i think i want to go blonde again <laughs> So just for context, guys, for those of you who don't know, like I'm currently brunette. I used to be blonde for like years, currently brunette. Also, I'm really aware that like we talk often, each of us, about our hair on this podcast. We talk know, so much about ridiculous. our hair. That's like, why I was laughing. I'm like, thank God I didn't include the stuff about me going brunette in my notes for today's episode. <laughs> I'm like, you've had a few hair related things recently. I need mm. to have my blonde moment right now. Do you know how like um your phone like, gives you those featured photos if you had the little mm. widget on your home screen the other day one of those came up of me blonde with like my mm. ha- hair my length that my length is now and blonde hair and it was like it was at my peak blonde and i was like oh my fucking god that was such a sleigh like that was such <laughs> a good look to be fair i was like six years younger so like that could also have been <laughs> that could also have been impacting like how good i feel like i looked in the moment mm. um but I was just looking at it and I was like, should I go blonde again? Like, I I'm, I think I might need to. I mean, the thing is, though, is like I'm not going to be doing it anytime soon because oh, I'm really tempted to go blonde for European summer because I'm going to Yeah, Europe I was about to months. say that. But then it's yeah. like so expensive. And like I feel like my hair is not going to go blonde. This is so boring. I don't know even why I'm talking about it to anyone. <laughs> all the girlies will understand, which I guess is like literally 99% of our audience. But like, yeah. you know how like when you dyed your hair and stuff like that, your blonde is never going to be as like nice. It's going to take a while. Anyway, my point is that I'm not going blonde anytime soon, but I'm thinking about it. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm, my thoughts are do whatever you want to do. No, I want you to tell me because you, you like the brunette. I mean, I think brunette suits you the best. You think I but... look ugly with blonde hair? No. <laughs> Did I literally say that? No. <laughs> look, I think that life's too short to not dye your hair the color you want to dye it because it's just hair and you can just dye it back. Mm-hmm. So... That's my final conclusion, my final thought with that. Um, you should go blonde and I'll go brunette. Lovely. Wow, we're going to do a little swappy, swappy swap. Yes. Cute. Cute. Maybe I should go <laughs> copper or whatever you call yours. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I won't then. <laughs> anyway, you hate washing you... <laughs> your hair already. <laughs> yeah, I really fucking do. You're so right. <laughs> what do you want to talk about today? Give me something that's been on your mind. Well, I feel like I want to go off what you were saying there about the whole looking at photos of yourself six years ago and being like, maybe that's why I think I looked better. Because lately I've been thinking a lot and also talking to friends about the idea of aging. It's perceived so negatively for women to be aging and to be showing the signs of aging. Mm. And at the moment, I've really been, and I talked about this in my solo episode. I did a solo episode on the Patreon this month, everybody, just so you know. And it was just me <laughs> rambling. It was actually quite fun, um, but it was just me rambling about things that were on my mind. And one of those things was about things like Botox and just like cosmetic procedures in general uh-huh. uh, in order to make women look, quote unquote, better uh, and quote unquote, younger. 
well, actually, maybe not quote unquote younger, just like just, just literally younger, <laughs> just literally younger. And I was talking about, uh, you know, it's a hard thing to figure out whose responsibility it is, whose social responsibility it is to not make women feel shit about themselves. I mean, mm. we all know it's every company's uh, intention to make women feel shit about themselves <laughs> because that's what makes them buy their products. It's well, their own. Like, it's it's literally the way that they make their money. It's how yes, they make their yes. money. No, not to be such a negative Nancy over here, but I this. was talking about the fact that, like, in influencer culture now, and I feel this massively because I feel like as someone who's on YouTube, I look at myself, I'm constantly editing videos of myself, I watch videos from five years ago and I'm like, oh my God, I look so good. My skin looks so good. Like, what the hell? I look so much older now. And I perceive that as a negative thing. And I compare myself to influencers that are my age. And I compare myself to influencers that are around my age who are like, you know, getting work done and stuff like that. And just think, oh my God, I look so bad in comparison to them. And then I was thinking about like, is it the social responsibility of influencers to, should they be A, declaring that they've had work done mm. in order to make it more normalized or make people feel, you know, uh, feel better about it? Mm. Or does them sharing that they've had work done then make people feel like they need to get the work done? And I'm like, I just don't even know what the answer is. Like, I and then I'm like, well, it's not even the influencer's fault because the influencer as someone who is so image-based in their yes. career is made to feel like they need to look amazing in order to still have a job. And so it's just like, I just was thinking about it so much and I go spiraling around in circles because I don't yeah. think there's an answer. But I think what I'm realizing as I do age and as I'm so showing the signs of aging is that you know, it's so perceived to be a negative thing and it's really, really difficult to try and embrace aging when everything around you is screaming at you saying, mm. don't embrace this, like you don't look good sort of thing. Um, yeah. And it's it's really, really difficult. Like I'm looking at people now who are in their early 20s and I'm like, oh my God, your skin's so amazing, like all these kind of things. And um, I don't know, it's just interesting. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean... Yeah, like, we've spoken before about, like, um, the idea that aging is, yeah, like, it's basically just, like, a way to make, like, women, yeah, make women feel like they will be less attractive and, like, less worthy, less worthy, have offer less to the world if they're, like, they look older, right? Or the older mm, you get, mm-hmm. like, you know, you already see it in, like, industries, like, the entertainment industry, similar to what you're saying, like, influencing and stuff like that, like, you know, image-based or, like, uh, yeah, I guess you would say image-based industry or, like, more, like, superficial industries where, like, the older women get, the less roles they'll get or the less jobs they'll mm. get and stuff like that. And, like, I guess, um, you know, Botox and stuff is kind of, I mean, you hear all the time, like, oh, my God, she looks so good for her age. And it's, like... I, I, that's not it's not inherently a bad thing to say but it's also like an interesting thing that we always notice on mm. always notice. I mean we say it about men too I guess but like I do think it's more often said about women and yeah I mean like we talked about before it's like preventative Botox like people in their early 20s are getting Botox so they can freeze the muscles so they don't like when they smile they won't get crow's feet in five years time allegedly I'm not convinced that that actually Mm. does anything but you know Mm. like the idea is that if you freeze your muscles earlier with botox then you're not going to get wrinkles because they're not going to be moving your face isn't going to be moving for like five years if you keep getting it done when you would typically get wrinkles 
and I, I I completely agree that it's like a very difficult topic for like many different reasons. The first reason I think is because like you know everyone has the right to do what they want with their body, which we obviously mm. have both spoken about before and both agree with. But at the same time, like it's not as plain and simple as that because yes, everyone has a right to do with their with their body what they want, but it's also like a fact that it influences other people and makes them feel bad about themselves. Absolutely. And so then it's like how much are people doing it? because they want to do it and how much are they doing it because they think they should and again that's like something we could say about almost anything in life because we are yeah. so pressured in society to do a million different things mm. um i think the influencer conversation about like should influencers have to declare when they've had like work done or like botox or fillers and stuff like again like i agree with you it's like i guess um in an ideal world yes because it's mm. like, you know, especially their image base, especially that they're like, the thing that bothers me is people who are like, oh, like, here's how I get like great skin or like, here's what I do for my wrinkles. And like, they stay like promote all these skincare products and all these products and all these like, mm. you know, what those, what are those like facial massager things? Like all that yeah. stuff. And then they're really getting like Botox. Like that's super unethical in my mind. But Mm. we also don't live in a society where we are making the influencers and the models and the, you know, those people who would like typically need to fall into this like mold in order to be successful, which is not their fault. But Mm. we're not making these people the ones who feel comfortable speaking out about these topics Mm. like they are inherently human and they have insecurities and they have pressures put on them and it's a catch-22 because it's like yes ideally these people would tell us when they've gotten work done but like what if they're super insecure and they don't want people to know Mm. what if they're worried about being judged what if they're you know really really like worried about um you know, for example, if someone gets their lips done and they're, like, really insecure about their natural lips, like, they probably don't want to say, yeah, I've had my lips done. I actually have really thin lips naturally. Like, mm. it's one of those things that's, like, everyone is human and everyone is just, like, doing what they can. But it also sucks that in doing that, a lot of people make people feel bad about themselves. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, totally. And I think that it's just, like, In general, it's a really hard conversation because it shouldn't be the individual responsibility of people. Like, it shouldn't be the individual responsibility of, like, someone who is just, like, you know, doing their job essentially to, you know, not share things like that. I think that it is the responsibility of the companies that make us feel like we need to do these things. And... I do think that there's a, an interesting conversation around, uh, you know, what people choose to promote and stuff like that. But then there's like, you know, people might say there's things that I've promoted that they don't think I should have promoted. Do you know what mm. I mean? I think it's yeah. like so opinion based. A lot of like for me personally, as someone who is trying to not get cosmetic work done and trying to just lean into looking how I naturally look. I feel really triggered when people are sharing uh, that they're getting cosmetic work done and uh, perhaps getting it for free and therefore sharing and tagging the brand and stuff like that. Yeah. I find that triggering, but that's kind of like, you know, something that I feel triggered by because society makes me feel like I need to get these things done. Like it's not that influencer's fault. It's the fault of literally our Mm. world. Yeah, and then, like, I 
tell me your thoughts on this because part of me is like, is it? Look, I don't want to use the word problematic because I feel like it's so overused and like eye rolly. But is it problematic to say that you shouldn't be allowed to promote plastic surgery or Botox or cosmetic procedures as an influencer? Mm. Like, I don't think, for example, I think in Australia at least, like it literally would be illegal to promote. Yeah, it would be. It'd be illegal to promote smoking, for example. Yes, yes. Like, and I'm not trying to say that Botox and stuff is as bad as smoking for your health and stuff. Because, I mean, I, you know, at this point we don't think it is. Who knows in the future? It's relatively new. But, like, mm. um, you know, theoretically, like, it could be as bad emotionally as smoking is physically. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. um. And I, by the way, I don't know if I agree with this. It's just a thought I just had. So, like, I don't know, like, should we, should, like, in ideally, should we say, like, okay, you can get Botox done, but you're not allowed to promote it? Well, that's what's interesting because, like, I wonder if things are going to come out. The problem is, and not to be doom and gloom here, okay, but, like, <laughs> whenever I think about issues like this, I'm like, fucking hell, there are so many issues in this world that it's like, how do we solve this? I literally have no fucking idea. You know we what are, I mean? We are too far gone. I'm sorry. It's just We are too truth. far gone. You know, this is <laughs> – you're right. <laughs> so this let's just try and enjoy ourselves, shall this we? This is a doomsday <laughs> podcast officially. <laughs> it's a doomsday prepper podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is interesting and I hear what you're saying. I think, like – it's so hard because there is no answer and we don't have the answer. But I think that it's important that when we, as women, when we feel this way about aging and when we feel, um, when we feel these effects of, you know, society on making us feel like we need to look a certain way in order to be beautiful and stuff like that. I think it's important that we talk about it. I think it's Mm. important that we acknowledge how we're feeling, um, you know, have these conversations with our friends because I think that we are not alone. I think that most women our age are feeling this effect and are feeling this pressure Mm. and are feeling, you know, like our, our uh, worth that has been placed in our beauty is just slowly slipping away. (laughs) And the more we talk about it and the more we try and lean into our natural beauty, I think the better that we actually will feel long-term. And that's just kind of where I'm at. So that's why I wanted to share that today. Yeah, I definitely agree, for sure. Something else that's been on my mind, and Mm. by that I mean like for the past 72 hours because this is when I've watched this show. Um, (laughs) And bear with me because like, I mean, the show, I definitely recommend it, but like it's kind of like the context of the show that's got me thinking. So it's called, you're going to roll your eyes, ducky. It's called Murdoch Murders, and it's a true crime. It's like a three-episode true crime docu-series um, on this really – so it, I think in Australia, like, just for the record, like, it's called Murdoch Murders. So it sounds like we're saying, like, Murdoch, like um, the Murdoch family in Australia, who's, like, a very yeah. powerful, very influential family. Kind of fits with this kind of, like um, – like theme of this show but it actually is about a like a american family from the south and oh. i would read the name as murdoch but they say murdoch constantly in the movie oh, it's okay. m-u-r-d-a-g-h i'm pretty sure okay. um anyway so it's basically a docuseries about this really really powerful rich family in the south um in south carolina and how basically people just kept like dying around them and it's like a really 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 messed up story um about it kind of revolves around the fact that this 
one of their sons caused a really tragic accident where a girl died and like you know he was just being reckless and like his privilege and everything continued to cover him up and like get him away from things and like you know just really really awful awful things where it's like you see the um distance between where someone sits in society and the people below them who get all the consequences of their actions mm-hmm. even though it's about murder I actually think it's not scary first of all for you ducky and mm-hmm. second I would say that it's so interesting in terms of the like social and political dynamics of it that okay. I actually think you would enjoy it because it's a three episode thing and it's like it's it's quite emotional because they talk to the friends and family of people who have passed away and stuff like that but it's so this is not new by the way like this has been very very popular for a while and I've been just gotten around <laughs> to watching it but um it really started making me think like there are families there are people who get away with the most disgusting crimes in the, in the world because mm. they are powerful, rich, famous. Like, I mean, obviously we see it all the time with, like, celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, mind-blowing to me that there are people – like, I was watching this show and, like, without giving too much away, it's, like, there are people who literally, yeah, like, hurt and kill people – to protect their power and influence. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the most fucked up crazy thing you've ever heard in your whole life? Like, as pe- two people who are sitting here, like, relatively middle class. Like, mm. like you could pay me to kill anyone. Wouldn't do it. Oh, no. Like, literally. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Imagine if I sat here being like, I could kill someone. <laughs> but it's like... But it's, like, there are literally people who are just so detached from, like, the actual real world by their power and wealth and influence that they like think that that's the most important thing is to upkeep that. Um, And that's what's so sad. It makes me feel bad for people like that. Not that they deserve to feel bad for, but I'm like, I feel sorry for you that literally the best thing in your life is the money you have. Yeah. And then obviously with these stories and the same thing with this, with this show, like it always comes out that these families who have all the wealth and all the, you know, incredible, like, properties and like cars and their kids go to the best schools and they're so concerned about the keeping up appearances they always have the most frightful lives underneath obviously because you Mm. can't be happy just with like money and power and Mm. like um like obviously money is very important for i guess like happiness in a way like to an extent like if you know people who say money can't buy happiness are kind of kidding themselves because living in poverty or being poor is like such an indicator of you know poor mental health and like stuff Mm. like that but like it's funny because like it's it's almost like such a cliche to be like oh yeah like all these people who are so rich and so famous and blah 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 blah, and underneath they're like their marriages are miserable their kids Mm. are awful they have addiction like and which is like there's nothing shameful about any of these things but it's this it's the way that we put this like um this aspiration to this level of wealth and stuff like that especially when you think of like you know not to get into like the topic of like the Kardashians, but like everyone like idolizes the Kardashians. And it's like imagine having mm. their life. Nope. Literally, I would, I would, I would rather. I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change myself or like be anyone other than myself in general. But mm. like, I think the Kardashians would be the bottom of my list. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I understand. Like I can't think yeah. of anyone who would be. I mean, maybe like literally awful people, like who. 
I mean, look, we can get into that topic about the Kardashians another time, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just very, very interesting. And so I'm interested to hear if anyone listening has watched and like what the, um, I guess like the thought process was behind it because the actual content of the show itself, like in terms of like what happened and like all the like awful like things that kind of occurred was interesting in itself. But to Mm. me it was almost mind blowing. And I think maybe it's because I'm, well, first of all, I think America is maybe like just like a crazy like culture on steroids for this stuff. Mm. And Mm -hmm. especially maybe in the South and stuff like that. But also obviously like I've never been in like the fucking like, upper upper rich class in australia so like maybe we've got similar families here i mean actually i'm not going to say this in the public episode because the murdoch family in australia might come for us but like (laughs) there are things that i think there are some australian families some australian families have done some things i'm sure um Mm. and it's just very very interesting to me like from that standpoint so i'm interested to hear what what everyone has to say do you think you'd watch it i don't know maybe but it might freak me out a bit I don't think it'll freak you out because it's very detached from any sort of reality we have. I've literally very, been having very... nightmares about you. About, about, oh, about the show you. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was like, me? <laughs> <laughs> I understand it's not really your cup of tea. I just no. would be really interested to hear because I think like, you know, when you know what someone's reaction will be like in terms of like how like mind blown they'll be when they watch something like mm. I, I, I know that that's how you'll be, so I want you to watch it so you can I can you can come into my room and be like, oh my god, they can't believe they did this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just got back from a little trip, as I mentioned, and I really realized how a change of scenery is just so wonderful, and it almost gives you this really beautiful change in perspective. And I was thinking about this last night, and I was thinking about the fact that like. Where I went, it's like a very, very small coastal town, super slow living. There's not a lot to do. And I was thinking about the fact that like it's so different to a holiday when you go somewhere where you're constantly doing things. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you'll go on a holiday and it's like literally like an itinerary. You've got stuff planned every single day. Whereas this for me was very much so like the most strenuous thing I did every day was like maybe go for a walk or a kayak or a swim and like otherwise it was just focusing on like cooking really nourishing meals and just like slowing down and just enjoying myself and I think like this just made me realize how important rest is and how important it is to actually slow the fuck down and I'm obviously in a privileged position in in order to be able to do this but it really just made me realize like fucking hell every single person that I know is so so busy and so stressed out all the time and really doesn't even have the opportunity to fully slow down and just like do the little things you know and I think Mm -hmm. that the great thing about having time off like that is that you can really like live intuitively and do what feels good to you on that day you know so Mm -hmm. like waking up literally just like taking in the morning not feeling like you have to rush somewhere makes me think what they used to live like back in the day you know like, and i feel like we do not we but like a society romanticizes back in the day and like they probably were like just as busy when in a different way yeah true <laughs> i just don't want to work <laughs> who does really Here's the thing my my personal belief is that 
if you think you want to work, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just not it's just not ideal, is it? So like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, mean like, I'd rather just cook and swim and and we'll walk do things every that day. you love and are passionate about. Yeah. 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 But it's really interesting like I do think that that this rest has been so, you know, whenever my friends were messaging me during the week saying how are you going? Like, how are you feeling? All these kind of things. I was like, you know what? I feel so well rested and actually feel like I've had a moment to fucking like breathe. Um, and I think that it's just a really nice reminder of the fact that like, it is really important to, to try and take this time and, and try and really slow down even on the weekend. If you have it, like, actually just being like i'm not gonna plan anything today i'm just gonna literally just live intuitively and i think that we could all do that a lot more once again i speak from a space of privilege but if we're in the position to do so i think that we really should try and embrace that rather than being booked and busy all the time yeah i completely understand what you're saying i currently am craving a very slow life Mm. and Mm -hmm. my gold coast life is so busy that like mm. I mean in Melbourne I'm obviously I'm I'm visiting Melbourne at the moment so like I feel like you're always a bit busier when you're visiting like a hometown or something like that because so many people to catch up with but like yeah like I'm just like oh my god I want to just have like a slow life where I don't have to feel like I'm go 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 all the time what do you feel like a, a slow day looks like for you like what do you feel like you would like to do well within the bounds of like my job and stuff which is obviously like you know I've worked from home and I can I'm relatively my job is rel- relatively flexible with like work hours and stuff like that I think like a slow day for me would kind of start with I don't want to say like waking up naturally because I could probably sleep forever but like um <laughs> Probably like setting an alarm for like, you know, not super early, but not late. Mm. Um, And that way I can like have a good sleep. And if I wake up earlier, I can get up earlier. And if I, you know, want to get up a bit later than whatever, I haven't like Mm. wasted my morning. Um, Going for a walk, getting a coffee. Um, If I have the time, like maybe like reading while I drink a coffee at a coffee shop. I love doing Mm -hmm. that. I did that yesterday. It was beautiful. (laughs) um i found this really cute cafe in my like hometown where it's like in a nursery so it's like you go through the plant nursery and there's a cafe in the middle with like heaps of plants inside and like vines and everything it's amazing that's so Um, cute so that was a vibe and then i reckon i would just like yeah like if i was working i would just like work and like potter around like make make a yummy lunch and like that kind of thing if it was a weekend i think like you've got the right idea like not planning something like every hour like some weekends we literally have like a morning appointment Mm. a midday appointment and a night appointment and it's like (laughs) it's like it's too much calm down (laughs) we love all our friends but sometimes it's like damn i just want to like lay on the couch yeah um yeah i think it would just be about like literally feeling what i want to do like if i'm like at lunchtime i feel like going out for lunch cool i'll message a friend But Mm. if I want, if I feel like watching a movie on the couch and having like making lunch, I'll just do that. Mm. Um, And like sometimes I really just crave like really like homey time. Does that make sense? Mm. Like I'm thinking like um, I really want to have like a nice little reading nook in my next apartment, my next place. I mean, God knows there's no 
no room in our apartment for that so it won't be happening <laughs> in our apartment now um but like a nice little reading nook where it's like you can just like sit there and read and like just have like those moments where it's like you don't feel bad for staying home does that make sense mm, i feel mm-hmm. like there's this weird thing sometimes where it's like you feel bad like you're wasting the day and you're wasting your time if you're just like in your space enjoying your space staying home doing things that you love and I'm like no actually I really love that I love having a space that I've like curated and made super comfortable super lovely that I love spending time in and just Mm. reading or like watching a show or like watching a movie or whatever or like literally just hanging out like Mm. I love that obviously there's always a balance but I I love that idea and that's how I know that I'm really into like a slower lifestyle these days because I don't want (laughs) to be out and about constantly yeah what about you what does your ideal day kind of look like it's just kind of similar to what I was saying I was having which is like really I love slowly cooking like I love Mm. just really putting a lot of, of joy and love into my food so it definitely kind of like revolves around that and then also revolves around like getting outdoors and moving my body in a way intuitively. Um, like I said, I was doing like kayaking and stuff, which is really fun. And I had this moment where I was kayaking with my boyfriend and I was like, I can't believe that I don't just do this at home. You know, like I can't yeah, believe li- that I wait till I'm on holidays. Yeah, yeah, I was like, why would I wait till I'm on holiday? to do these things and bring me so much joy. And so I think it's about leaning into those things and, and uh, yeah, it's just about, for me, it's about the balance of like making really yummy, nourishing food and spending time outdoors, uh, which always makes me feel really rejuvenated. Mm. So yeah. Lovely. I completely agree with that. I I agree with every single thing that you said. Okay, I think the last thing we need to talk about in this chatty little app, how could we possibly have a chatty app without talking about the Eras tour? Taylor yes. Swift. I mean, how could, how, it, it just not, it's not possible. Um, have you been watching videos and stuff? Look, honestly, I haven't been keeping that up today. I'm, I'm glad that so many of our friends love Taylor Swift and are keeping me updated mm. because I, I haven't been keeping very up, up to date. I know that illicit affairs happened and that was just like, a whole moment in my mind of like excitement mm. because I love illicit affairs so much and I never thought that it would happen. But I have to tell you about the funniest dream that I had last <laughs> night. Okay. I had this dream that I went to the Eras tour, but I was there without any of our friends. And she started singing Ain't No Other Man, right? And then <laughs> like and, Aguilera. <laughs> and then she went into Candyman. And I was like I remember I was like blowing up the group chat. I was like, guys, we didn't even include her back to basics era. Like when like we're saying, oh, my God, she only did one song from Speak Now, but she completely had left back to basics out of the rest of her, Why? her, her set list. And then I was like, thank God she's included it now because this is such an iconic era. And then in my mind, I was trying to compute where does this era fit in? <laughs> And then, yeah, I, was, I woke up and was like, oh, okay, I see. Why? I'm sh- I'd love to know. This is where I'd love to know more about dreams and, like, I wish we understood dreams better because I'm like, why did your brain confuse Christina Aguilera and Hale Swift? I don't know. <laughs> like, we all know you love the Back to Basics album, so yeah. that makes sense. That is so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Just, like, I can't even imagine Taylor Swift covering any Christina Aguilera song ever. 
No, imagine, just, imagine if she got on stage and covered Candyman. Like, I'd be so confused. It's just like two different worlds. Yes. <laughs> they don't exist on the same planet. Sorry. No, no. Um, I'm kind of similar to you in that, like, I – well, I said – I, I also did a solo episode on Patreon. It's, it, it'll be up by the time this episode's up. And I talked in about how um, I was sick during, like, the very first time of the Eras tour, so, like, when all the videos were coming out. So once I got a bit better, I just, like, literally sat there for, like, an hour and – watched every video I could get my hands on since then Mm -hmm. I haven't really like watched heaps like if they come up for me obviously if a friend like messages them I'll always watch them but I'm not like searching for them um Mm. I figured like you know what I need to see will come naturally to me but like um it's it does look absolutely fucking insane it looks insane yeah and I'm so excited for her to come to Australia because there is rumors that she's coming not soon, but like she'll be announcing it soon, which look like whatever they they always say that shit. But I'm sure that she will announce it soonish. I'm a bit concerned because I'm like I'm trying to save for Europe. Don't be releasing tickets while I'm trying to save money, please. <laughs> it's very um interesting to me to see how she's um form like uh, formulated the whole tour, like all the different like mm. very obvious little groups of errors that she's got like you know the the outfits and the way the stage is and stuff like that um it's very surprising the lack of speak now though oh it's so surprising i i I mentioned this in my solo episode i was like the fact debut makes sense to me that she didn't she did one song and then no songs from debut in the first couple of shows because like that's like literally she was like what 16 like she probably is like please get these songs away from me even though i would die for debut songs but speak now. I'm like, Brent, you gonna re- like, we all thought you were going to release that next. Yeah, I think the most shocking thing to me is her not singing Long Live. Like, that is what yeah. threw me. You know what, though? Part of me is like, do you think that song is a little bit painful for her? Because the song is about her original band. And that most of that band is not with her anymore. Maybe. But there's a lot of songs that would be painful for her. That's true. That's very true. I don't think she's afraid of pain. We all know that. Yeah. Um, but I, I fucking love it. I would die if that song was played. I'm sure she will play it one day. Maybe it'll be a secret a secret song, whatever it's called. Yeah, I agree. I'm just like hoping, wishing, dreaming that would have, could have, should have is our secret song. Look, I, I am, I'm with you on that. But look, it, the, the chances are slim. Because she's going to be doing hundreds of shows around the world. Imagine if our one show is the would have, could have, should have. I, look, you can manifest that, hun. You do that. You never know what she's going to do. Well, That's the I thing. Think, I think the one thing that could go in our favour is that apparently she's playing the MCG. And that will be her biggest show ever if she plays it. Oh, wow. I mean, I read that really briefly on someone's Instagram. Like, I didn't fact check that. But if she no, plays the MCG... It's rumoured that she's going to play the MCG, yeah. But no, what I mean is, like, that it's her biggest show ever if she plays it. Like, as in, like, oh. her... I don't know. I kind of feel like surely she's played, like, more than, like, 80 to 100,000 capacity shows before. You can fit but... 110,000 in the MCG, though. Oh, okay. I love that you know that because you're such a football girly. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> my point is that the one thing we have working in our favour is that she might... If it's if a if it's the biggest concert she's ever done or like one of the biggest she's ever done and it's such a thing at the MCG, I'm sure she'll do a really good song for the secret song like like purposefully. Yeah. And what if she films it at the MCG because like it's such a huge tour? 
That would be a slay. And that, which means she definitely would do a fucked up good song for it. Mm. Because she'd want to do the one that obviously people will watch again and again and again. Yeah. We're definitely getting this tour on a streaming service. Like, there's just no doubt about it. It's like the biggest tour event of history of all time. Yeah, literally ever. Yeah, nothing else matters. Nothing else has ever happened before this. No. No. Anyway, so that's anyway. our, our little our little chat about the Eras tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's going to bring us to the end of today's episode. Hope you enjoyed listening to just us talk some shit today. Mm. Once again, let us know if you have any episode requests for the coming months. We always love to hear from you. There's bonus content over on Patreon. As we mentioned, Cara and I both did a solo episode this month. So that's over on there if you want to give it a listen. And as always, guys, thank you for listening. And we'll be back in your ears next week. Have a beautiful day. Love ya. Bye. Bye.